hello. my gosh. Hello, <laughs> hello, that? and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil, and I'm here with my men. I'm here with Sienna Jai. I'm here with Jason Mizrahi. And boys, boys, it feels good to be back. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody out there. We thought we'd have a little fun today. I haven't been on the show in, I don't know, a hot nine, eight, nine months at this point. So I wanted to come oh on. God. I wanted to say hi. I wanted to give the people what they want. See ya. How you doing today, buddy? So, you know, we got to tell everybody, you're not going to be on the show with us the whole time. No, you, just you 10 minutes, but I wanted to say hi. You and the Caesar Sportsbook brand, you're so busy yeah. and you can only stay on for five or 10 minutes. Always uh, repping though. I wear this on I wear this on calls and people are like, what the hell is that? I was like, if you don't know, you don't know. So, Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on. on you got to tell them to step it up. I'm doing well. Michael, you know what's weird? It feels like you never left. It does. It feels like you're here. Like it feels like we just did a show like two days ago, even Would though look like, at that? that clearly didn't happen. That's that's true love right there. See you. It is true love. Jason, how how are you today, buddy? I feel like a third wheel with you guys. You usually talking. I mean I shouldn't I shouldn't even be here. I should remove here's myself. The thing. But see ya. Big secret. I talk to Michael like every day. Like I was on the yeah. phone with him yesterday. I was on the phone with him a couple of days ago. So we're still talking, man. He's He's that good of a guy that he'll never he'll never be out of I'm never, life, so. I'm never too far. I'm never too Jason, far. And, yeah. If if you're if you're trying to make me jealous, uh, mission accomplished. Anyway, Michael, uh, continue. See hey, you and I talk like I don't know, like every couple of weeks we have a phone call, so it's not like that crazy. But right. no, I mean, Jason, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and honestly, I think about this every day. But there's nothing like mine and Sia's chemistry. I mean, I've never found it. I've never seen it. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's impenetrable, impeccable. I don't know. See, you're better with words than I am. I'm just doing my best. Throwing out <laughs> syllables. Hopefully, hopefully they land. I don't know, man. Uh, well, that was well said. I'm, I'm not going to bother uh, correcting you in any way. But uh, Michael, you know, Jason and I are all waiting for you to have your own show so that we can, we can come back on and rebirth this chemistry that you, that you are speaking of. Oh, so, I mean, I'm just saying like, what's so, so let's, let's just talk about it real quick before we get, this is an NFL DFS show. We're going to talk some bets. We're going to bring on some guests. Tony Cotillo is going to join us. Uh, Rocker is going to join us. We got Michael Rizzo. Maybe some other people are going to join us, but the point is Michael, like, can you, can you tell people what you're doing and why yeah. you don't already have your show yet that you haven't invited Jason and I on? Well, I do have a show, and I was thinking about it today. I was like, why have I not seen you on? Dude works for CVS Sports. That's pretty darn cool. So one of these days, I'm going to have to have you on. But um, Wait, wait. Do you really have a show? Oh, I've the show. Oh, the show yeah. you've been doing. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 with yeah. Caesars no, or something. Okay, got gotcha. No, no, no. With Caesars. So I've been working for Caesars Sportsbook. That's unfortunately why I had to leave Win Daily just a few months ago. I want to say this is, what, March, April time frame. Um, so I don't know, like two years in pandemic time ago uh it's been great love working at caesars it is absolutely fantastic work with some cool people doing some really cool stuff in the sports betting space uh, and really a lot of that i can say thank you to jason obviously he pulled me into this and uh, i kind of took it and ran with it so we had our shows on sirius that's always a fun one i tell people i had like a radio show on sirius and i was like you know what you have the voice for it and i was like i know <laughs> I know. So that was always fun. But yeah, man, hopefully one of these days I tried to do we have Trey Wingo. So I tried to do something with Trey Wingo. He's a little too. I don't know. He's a couple rungs up the ladder from where I'm sitting right now. But one of these days I'm going to have it. See, one of these days I'm going to have Jan. And one of these days, Jason might be down another incredible, incredible radio ouch what a what a what a what what we'll see what happens. Well, listen, Michael, unlike you, unlike you, my friend, uh, you know, no, no matter the places I go, I am grounded with Wind Daily. So 
uh, that that's all I can say to hey that. Man, um, I still I rep it on calls, it. literally with competitors. They like kind of <laughs> cock their head a little bit, but you know it is what it is. It is what it is. But I do love it. I do miss you guys a lot. I miss everyone here. Sticks, Ghost, Stoby, Adam, the whole crew to lock, obviously. Um, but it is what it is, man. See us favorite in a vacuum. It is what it is. It is. What well, it is. I, I hope that you you're gonna be blessing yeah. us pretty soon when we go live in New York. You won't tell me today, man. Like no. I don't know if you're like, legally, you know, I would get yeah, I would get yeah. fired if I told you. So I don't. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to do that. How's that sound? Yeah. So it's coming soon. So I'm gonna thank you for that. You know, I'm really looking forward to having that in New York. And you're doing a great job, dude. Fucking everything that you're doing, man. So keep it up. And uh, you know, I wish you the best this year coming up. And Hopefully, you know, we'll we'll have some some good times ahead, some parties maybe in AC. Now we can Ooh. party in New York yeah. legally and, and make some wagers in a couple weeks, months, whatever it is. So I'm excited, man. It's definitely we're I think we're over the hurdle. Uh hopefully over the hurdle with, with New York and, and maybe we get another nice thing happening with COVID kinda getting over it you know the next next couple of weeks next couple of months next I don't couple know how long years it is. maybe years whatever it is i i hope we're we're over the, the hurdle of that too so i will gonna be I'll some good times fingers. ahead man i'll cross my fingers just to that comment from burke uh waiting on caesars to go live here in louisiana it's coming man i think you can look that up i want to say it's in the next it's about mid-january we don't have a solid date on that one but that's kind of public information it's going to be sometime around mid-january that hurricane kind of screwed up a bunch of stuff down in louisiana unfortunately so that kind of through us for a loop um so just one thing i do i just have a question you guys are way smarter than i am i work for the book now so we always win it doesn't really matter but i do get to place <laughs> bets and i do get to ask questions and i do get to do these things so covid these last couple of weeks has just totally screwed me so i'm you know gonna gonna try and get away from it but the one thing i've been seeing and, and i'm just gonna throw this out there i know this is a dfs show but i needed to ask you guys this question because again i think you're both much sharper than i am i see so many smart people taking the Bengals. I think it's plus four and a half, plus five. I don't think the Chiefs is a square play, so I'm not going to call myself a square, but the Bengals' offensive line is trash. The Chiefs' defensive line is fantastic. I think there's going to be a lot of points, and I think the Chiefs are just way better than the Bengals. The Bengals lost by two touchdowns to the Jets, right? Like, I don't... Am I... Is it, I don't know. That's my... I guess I'll just throw that out there. Like, that's my one play. Like, I think everyone's going to the Bengals. I'll let that line go down to three, three and a half, four. Then I'm just going to take the Chiefs. Now, if Sticks' model says something different, please, I will throw my ideas out the window. But see, am I crazy? Well, okay, so what line are you seeing? Because I'm seeing five right now. Is that what you said you I were saying I saw four well? and a half earlier okay. today. Okay, well, I mean, a couple things. I mean, one thing, you know, and, and I do this too, so I'm not necessarily criticizing you for it, but when you reduce a team to make your argument better to that one game where they were really bad against the no, Jets. No, 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 like, and that's not, it's very, that's it's, not the it's whole fair. argument. That's not the whole argument, though. No, that's I get it. Okay, so here's the thing about Kansas City. I don't know that we've seen enough consistency out of their offense to trust that they're going to do it game in and game out like they did last year and kind of the year before that. So that would be sort of the one counter. I, I do agree with you that the KC pass rush, when Chris Jones is healthy in particular, like they can Different get after game. Joe Burrow. But I mean, there's also like four really good weapons that the Bengals have. And Burrow seems to be in a good space right now. They lean on the run a lot. They really typically resort to the pass only when they need to. I think when you're looking at four and a half, five, and you're looking at a home dog, I think that's a lot of points. I think if this game was at Kansas City, yeah. I would I would still be kind of afraid of it, to be honest with you. But I would I would certainly like the Kansas City side more. But you're talking about a huge game for both teams, not, not just Kansas City, but Cincinnati as well. 
I mean, I, I think they're playing just well enough to cover this line and potentially win personally. Interesting. Yeah. Gil. I'm, on, Mike, I'm, a, I'm on Michael's side here. I, I'm with the chiefs. And I think a lot of people for like DFS purposes are going to lean to burrow and say he threw for 500 and all those touchdowns last week. And, and definitely from DFS side, I, I like Casey. And I think their defense is underrated at this point. Like you said, Sia, mm-hmm. that, that addition, that team, that team changed like four weeks ago, but it did worry me last week with – they shouldn't have won that game last week against the Chargers or whatever. Two weeks ago, they shouldn't have won that game. So that kind of worries me because the Chargers are back and forth teams. So, like, the NFL has been so, so weird this year. Like, like Michael said, if you lose to the Jets, you could be regulated. And then you go out for three games and you, you beat everybody up. And then from the Chiefs standpoint, they lost so many games early and they look like – they were completely out of whack and everything was falling apart and people were questioning how good Mahomes is and how mentally prepared and physically prepared he is. And that story is long gone now. Now they're the favorites. Now they look great. Kelsey was so quiet. Then he has a walk-off touchdown. They looked good last week with, with some of their weapons out. So I, I lean the Chiefs if I got to make a play there. I definitely lean the Chiefs in DFS. And I think it's going to be a good game to watch. A lot of these games that we've been kind of you know, touting as the big games have disappointed all year long. It's almost every single week, again, with Stafford and the Rams thinking that game is going to be a big one last week. They keep on disappointing, and it's been like the second tier or the third tier game, like Baltimore-Cincinnati was last week, that end up being fireworks. So I do think this game does show up where it's just going to be all passing. So the pace is going to be so fast here that it should be a fun one to watch, a good one for DFS. Now I'm leaning Michael on this one. I think the Chiefs hold up here and win this game. I love it. Guys, I uh I love this so much. See, it's like I never left. It's like, you know, Jason just went on for like eight minutes there, which I, I just can't. I, it's it's literally like I never left. So I, I appreciate the I appreciate Jason agreeing with me, but my goodness, it's like I literally never left. Gentlemen. Hey, Michael, so much. Yeah. Michael, before I let you go, yeah. uh, I'll tell you uh, a line I like, and it's going to shock some people because of the recency bias that we all, not me, because I'm, I'm, I transcend it, but mm, naturally the Washington football team at home oh, plus three, and, plus three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we just saw what happened to Washington, complete dismantling by Dak Prescott, an actual quarterback as opposed to Jalen Hurts. Mm. And all of a sudden He's we think kidding. the Philadelphia Eagles are like really good. Is, is that the yeah. narrative now that we think the Eagles are, are like a really good team? They were tied gonna... with the Giants at three at halftime. There were some awful interceptions that led to that game just blowing wide open and the Giants rolling over. But the, yeah, it was way too much of a game a for too long. This should not be three and a half. This should be maybe two and a half. I would get that. But you're giving me the hook, Washington at home. Please, man, like that. That would, I'm not saying it's easy. It's still Washington, but yeah. that that is a line that a lot of people are going to jump on the Eagles. That's going to be a square play, and, and I'm going it. to be all over Washington. Man, I hate the Eagles, and I need Washington to win that game because I need the Giants to lose their last game because we need that good last pick. So, guys, sincerely, I miss this. I miss this every day. I love you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting me come on. Just hanging out for a couple minutes. That's all I wanted to do. Just get back together with the boys. So, thank you both so much. <laughs> Really Michael, thanks for it. coming on with us. Anybody man. out Happy there New in Year, illegal, man. illegal state, win daily RF, download the Caesar Sportsbook app. We give you a lot of free shit, so take advantage wait, of it. So. Wait, wait, wait. Say yeah. that again. Say that again win slower daily, so we know. Okay. Win daily RF is the promo code. If you're in mm-hmm. a legal sportsbook state, download the Caesars app, use that promo code, you get a bunch of free shit. How easy is that? Awesome. Who doesn't love wow. free shit? So 
JB yeah. Smooth's involved. Like, will yes. you do it, like a live performance? For oh, us? that'd be cool. That that's who I'll get on my show. See, it'll be me and JB. That's Smooth. who I. That's who I was that's gonna say. Gonna I prefer show. next show surprise me with JB Smooth. I've seen this right. guy live twice. Best stand up performance I've seen. I've seen Chris Rock. I've seen Chappelle. I've seen all these guys. JB is definitely the energy he brings. Man is very live. <laughs> See ya. Were you giving me a countdown? You no, it's the the, the, the clock there. hasn't stopped. It never stops. I don't know, Jay. What do you guys? Chris Rock. Chris Rock is uh, and Chris Rock's overrated as a stand-up comedian. Oh, all right. Um, you know, you guys had to look into Mitch Hedberg and Daniel. Tosh. Oh, Mitch Hedberg's incredible. Do you got? Yeah, we got spaghetti. So on that note, for anybody, um, appreciate all of you. Everybody have a wonderful Great night. To I miss see you, you all so much. Bye, everybody. Later, Love Mike. you all. See you, buddy. So let's, you know, Jason, we have um, Tony coming on with us in like five minutes or so. But before he comes on, let's let's just start with with. Do you mind if we just start with quarterbacks and we just start with some quarterbacks that we like? I mean, let's yeah, try to do this deepest man. rundown in between the um, the guests that come on. But I did want to answer this question, Jesse, the Peach Bowl. So, you know, I'm forgetting which one's which, but I assume you're talking about the game later tonight, uh, Wisconsin, Arizona State. I, uh, Jason, I don't know if you have a take on this. I've been betting college football the last few days. I've actually been hitting quite a bit. With that oh, said, yeah. well, well, first of all, check out the Sharp app, Jesse, if you haven't already, because we have a lot of free picks on there. Maybe you're already subscribed, but we've got a lot of good cappers. Uh, I know Fight On has been really active. Um, Chris Izuchin, let's see, of course, Capper Steve and uh, Statsational. But my play is Wisconsin. Um, I hate that it's seven and a half. I think maybe buy it down to seven. Doesn't matter quite as much in college football as it might in the NFL, but still it's a pretty key number in my opinion. So I like Wisconsin to end up rolling in that game over Arizona State. Um, if you can wait to maybe have it get down to seven, that'd be great. Otherwise, I'd buy the half a point. That's That's what I like in that game. Yeah, no play, man. I haven't been following college football, you know, at all. I know our guy, David Melcher, I was talking to earlier. He might come on later on. He's on Michigan. Uh, I also heard Statsational was on the call with me, too. They're both on the Michigan money line. So I trust these guys with my money and my bets and, and definitely go download the Sharp app. It's completely free. So much great tools in there. So download the app for free. Check out the content. And both these guys are in Michigan. Like I said, I haven't been following enough college football to give a strong take there but when two guys that i trust with my money are are on the same play i feel confident about rolling them how do you feel about michigan any plays there you know I, with them no i haven't looked at that quite yet I, I don't really have a strong opinion there i'm on michigan state right now minus three just fyi um but yeah no strong plays on michigan right now i've honestly just been looking at the slate day to day which probably isn't the best idea but because you want to get ahead of the lines moving but um I don't know. COVID news could could change things, so we'll have to kind of wait and see. Bad, bad news, yeah, bad news, and and maybe we have a nice little sweat going on. I I do have a play. I don't have a play. I followed Steve, and we're on pit, so it looks like we're on uh, opposite sides here. So one of um, us is going to end a winner. Uh, I don't know who it is. I haven't watched the game. When he texted me, to be brutally honest, I don't know if we were playing college basketball or college football. <laughs> I just realized it, it's actually the bet against you. So that's pretty funny right now. So how do it's, you feel, uh, man? You, you feel pretty confident? I'm watching it right now. You can actually see it in the frame of Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, right behind me. Uh, it's 10 to yeah. 7 Michigan State, middle of the second quarter. Both teams are playing pretty well. My play was because Pickett is not playing for Pitt, but obviously that was baked into the spread. So it'll be close. We'll see what happens. You probably got, got the hook. Plus, probably got it at got three and a half. Yeah, I got it at three and a half. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens, man. But let's start talking about this, this upcoming NFL slate. We've been doing this position by position breakdown. Every single week, you know, me and John have been banging it out. 
kind of hinted at it. I love Patrick Mahomes this week. You know, I'm looking at our projections at WinDailySports.com. I'm looking at our optimizer. Mahomes is going to be in the top three wherever you look. And I feel like just from recency bias, everybody's going to be on the Burrow side of this. He's cheaper. He's coming off a five-touchdown game where he just lit up Baltimore. But something's telling me Mahomes is going to take this one a little bit personal. You know, another young dog clipping at his heels. And I trust Mahomes against the Bengals defense more than I trust Burrow against the, the Kansas City defense. You know, granted, they're both great spots. Um, let's let's hash this one out, man. Are you more on the Mahomes side or the Burrow side of this? Well, right now I'm actually looking up ownership projections for both. And I can tell you that they're around the same ownership percentage. In fact, what I'm saying, they're 0.6% apart, one at 7.6 and one at 7.0. That's um, that's Joe Burrow being the lower one. So, I mean, I don't really have a strong opinion on either. I can tell you that I almost, even Jason, you know this, I almost had a takedown in a 4,700-person tournament with a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins stack. And honestly, I'm going to have another stack like that in, in one of my like 10 or 12 yeah, single entry like, Yeah. The problem with Mahomes, well, I think the interesting thing about Mahomes, and we'll talk about other positions, but I agree that that should be one of your top three. Let, let, let's, let's frame it like this when it comes to quarterbacks. It's a 14-game slate. We can't pick every quarterback. So, like, maybe we'll just real quick, be, we'll talk about, like, the three guys we like the best, for example. I think Mahomes is going to be in that top three for me, for sure. The question becomes, you know, who do you stack them with? I think there's some quarterbacks on this slate you could play naked. But for me, what's interesting here is I think Kelsey could easily tear up. It's such a good matchup against the, the Bengals uh, defense. I think Hill is obviously in play. Daryl Williams to me is a strong value play. We know he's going to get receptions as well. So what, what do you, I'm just curious, what are you doing with Mahomes? Who are you pairing him with? Yeah, you must have. I, I published the article. I, I read an article on USA Today and it was Kelsey. You know, I think mm -hmm. Tyreek kind of has been very inconsistent. It can always be Tyreek. He just needs like two plays and he can go off for 120 and two touchdowns. He, mm -hmm. He's got that slate breaking, game breaking talent, freakish athlete. But I think it is, it is Kelsey for me. And I also think, like you said, you can play him naked. He's he's legit. He can make anybody look good, and that's why he is so good. And I had shares of Pringle last week, so I, I mm -hmm. think Pringle's emerged as as a you know another star in this team potentially. But Kelsey is the guy that I think is the the clear cut. If you're going to stack it up, he's got the best matchup on the field for that side. He was quiet, and then he he came on strong last game where he played too. So I think it's Kelsey for me. There's some other tight end options, but, you know, it's just it's that perfect pairing where that's where I would go. So let me ask you this. If you were to double stack Mahomes, which I don't think is a bad idea in this game, would you do it with somebody? Because you're going to need salary relief somewhere, obviously. Yeah. Would you do it with somebody like Byron Pringle or would you consider it with Daryl Williams? Because I think both are in play for a double stack. Yeah, I think both are in play. To be honest with you, Williams... Uh, I, if if I forced it, I'd probably go Pringle, you know, at a cheaper price tag. I didn't look at his price, you know, as of yet, but I would say Pringle at a, at a cheaper price tag would make more sense for me, but I'm not against it either way you look at it. I think both could work. And I and to that same point, I think, you know, Mahomes naked could work, you know, so I would probably just go one and go Kelsey. And I also think if, if, Look, there's value on this slate. There are running backs that are cheap. You mm -hmm. know, there there's other ways to break it down. You might be able 
might very tough. You might be able to squeeze in um, Tyreek too. So I don't know. I, I would just say Kelsey, but if I force a second one, I'd probably go Pringle. And I, and I'd also say that that if you were going to stack a different game, which is obviously in play as well. I think you still want to pull pieces from here. And, and I think one of the pieces I would definitely pull on the Kansas City side is Daryl Williams. And what you what you hope there is that he gets a lot of rushing attempts and that he actually maybe scores a touchdown through the air. So you're getting some of that Mahomes equity through Daryl Williams potentially as well. So um, I, I think Daryl Williams for me is going to be a guy I play a lot. We'll talk about running backs in a second. Let but, me ask you, let me ask mm-hmm. you the reverse of that, because I mm-hmm. always have more problem on Cincinnati. And I I can't tell who it is because I, I think there's even Tyler Boyd, like I'm not the biggest Jamar Chase guy. Like I, I know he's good. I know he's won people money all year, but I'm not going to say overrated, maybe slightly overpriced at times for his consistency. I have more trouble picking out pieces of Cincinnati than I do. I feel like with Kansas City, with Kansas City, I feel safer just going Kelsey every week with Mahomes or Tyreek Hill on Cincinnati. I think it could be any one of these guys every week. So is there one that every week you just go to or, is it price dependent or are you looking at individual matchups saying, okay, this looks like more of a, a Boyd week or a Higgins week or a Jamar Chase week? So I'll tell you this, and we're, we're, we're going to bring Tony Cotillo, Jigsaw Cotillo on in a minute. And I actually want to ask him what his favorite three quarterbacks are on the slate. Uh, and then we maybe talk about some, some stacks that he's interested in. But it's interesting what you said about Jamar Chase, about that you don't necessarily think he's overrated. But I'll say this. He's not overrated, but he is overrated as it pertains to T. Higgins. The idea that at this point in the season, Jamar Chase is still 700 more on DraftKings than T. Higgins, it's kind of ridiculous because I think the conventional wisdom a few weeks ago was, well, T. Higgins, is he's got a a pretty safe floor. Jamar Chase kind of does too, but it's really the ceiling that you're chasing with Jamar Chase. But T. Higgins keeps proving that he's got the ceiling game as well. Like just because his A dot isn't quite as high as Jamar Chase, it doesn't mean he's not running open down the field against some of these secondaries. So I agree that he's overrated in a sense. Um, Higgins yeah. would be the guy that I would go to just because of the value. I still think Jamar Chase arguably has a higher ceiling, but not necessarily a higher floor. So if I'm whether it's a skinny stack or whether it's just a you know you're stacking and you're you're bringing it back with one or two guys. I would probably go Higgins and then I would go Chase. I wouldn't go Boyd because as good of a game as he had last week, he really only had four targets. He just happened to turn two of those targets into touchdowns because Ravens secondary. I would consider CJ Uzama, Uzama as, as just a guy that's going to give you some salary relief. I think at 3,300, he's actually a really nice upside bargain. And then I think Joe Mixon is a super contrarian play. I just don't think people are going to get there with him. So that's just somebody I would consider if you're just trying to be contrarian. But um, with that said, let me bring on Tony. I think maybe he's been tuned in for the last, I don't know, minute or so. But Tony, uh, thanks for coming on with us. Obviously, you're part of the Wind Daily brand, Sharp brand. So obviously, you're going to come on when you have time with us. But I don't get a lot of time with you, Tony. I know Jason <laughs> does, but I don't get a lot of time. With you, so it's it, honestly a privilege for you to be on with me. And you just listened to the last couple of minutes uh, what do you think? Is is this one of your favorite stacks, whether it's on the Burrow side or on the Patrick Mahomes side? And if not, what oh. is your favorite stack? See, hold on a second. The reason mm-hmm. why he doesn't do shows with you is because before he comes on the show, you're you're telling the entire nation that you're betting Washington against his team. That, that's why he's not coming on your shows, man. Stop oh, that's a good okay. his team. You that's see all that point. Philly swag behind? 
<laughs> you need some green swag back back there, but there's so much Philly swag. But you're rocking the Phillies. I'm yeah. Right. So, um, so here, but real quick, Tony, before you answer my initial question, uh, why why is Washington getting the hook? I know what we saw against Dallas, and I know recency bias is in play with some of these lines, but shouldn't that line be two and a half or three at Washington? Tell me if I'm wrong. Listen, man, I I hate to agree with you when it comes to this. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I do. Man. I hate it. Washington's banged up, man. They're it, banged up. You know up. what? All lines aside, this is the NFC East. You know how hard it is to win both games against your opponent? I mean, that it. as much as I just want to say this is going to be an easy win, it's so hard to win twice against an opponent in the NFC East. So, uh, listen, I, I still think that the Redskins are decimated. I still think this is the Eagles game. I still think that the Eagles win by at least a touchdown, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I do, but it's not going to be easy, man. It's not yeah. going to be easy. I just think three and a half is, is just a weird number given the, the home field advantage. But either way, forget about that for a second. Um, tell us tell us maybe your favorite quarterback on the slate or, or whether whether one of these two guys, Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, is your favorite quarterback. I want to know why you're hating on Tyler Boyd, man. I I, I hate to come on and disagree with you, it's, man. It's just, think, it's just volume. It's just volume. I mean, listen. Listen, the, the points are the points, but like I'm, yeah. I'm predicting it's easy to predict volume. OK, it's not easy to predict touchdowns, obviously. And so what we're seeing with Tyler Boyd, unfortunately for him, it's the same thing with with Auden Tate, right? Like Cincinnati just doesn't yeah. care what receivers they have. They always have to draft the next best receiver, the next shiny toy instead of an offensive lineman. Another rant I'll save to later. But the point is, it's Jamar Chase and it's T Higgins. It, that's where the volume is going. So I think Boyd is an interesting contrarian play, but you the volume just isn't there for him. I don't know, man. I think it is. 23 targets in four games. He's got a 17.8 game per average, and that's taken out the 68-yard bomb last week. So I, the, the dude's been on point the last four weeks, and and Jamar yeah. Chase was very touchdown dependent in the beginning of the year. Everybody was clamoring over Jamar Chase, but if he didn't score, he wasn't putting up points. So T. Higgins is obviously number one, but I, I do like – I think – Tyler Boyd's a sneaky good play, but um, yeah, it's about quarterbacks, right? Obviously, everybody's gonna say Patrick Mahomes, and why not, right? But Josh Allen's got to be the number one guy, mm-hmm. got to be the number one guy, right? The Buffalo's 29.6 points per game, just say 30 over the last four. I mean, they're on fire right now, so him and, and Stefan Diggs have to be your play. But I want to ask you guys about the guy in San Francisco making this right, right? You know, his first start since like week five. Against Houston, only 4,800. I mean, could we see a Trey Lance evolution this weekend? I mean, he quite possibly, he could win somebody not only like a GPP game, but if you talk it season long with all the COVID issues, and the, he can win somebody a Super Bowl this week. I'm just saying. Jason, Josh you go Johnson, first. I have an answer. <laughs> Josh Johnson plus five points. Like I, I think that's where he lands. And I, and I wrote him up too. Like I love that you guys are talking about the guy that I wrote up today. So like at that price tag, he's in the two games he started, got 15 and 20 points. If he lands in that range, you're safe. This Houston team actually scores some points too. And San Fran's defense is not the San Fran defense from like two or three years ago. They're getting scored on. San Fran is in a must-win spot. They came off a really tough loss. Like that was, I watched the first half. I thought they were just going to run away. I turned it back on, and AJ Brown just lighting him up, and they can't stop him. So, hmm. you know, with with Lance, and he when those, when he scored that fifteen and twenty point game too, he didn't have a rushing touchdown. So if he sneaks one of those in, now he's getting you twenty to twenty five. So 
he can't do you any wrong on DraftKings. Like, unless he goes out there and throws a Jimmy Garoppolo three-pick game, which I don't think he'll do. He won't be throwing that much. Um, he gets you 15, floor, very easily get you 20. If he rushes one or two in and he has that Jalen Hurts-type game, now he's pushing close to 30. So I think at 4,800, doesn't do you any harm. I won't really go there on FanDuel. The price has creeped up on FanDuel where there's people with a little bit more upside there. So probably DraftKings only play. If I'm entering a bunch of lineups on FanDuel, then, yeah, I'll get a share or two on FanDuel. Um, See so you. Your call here. So here's the thing. I have to take you back to Josh Allen, but let me let me answer because I have a question about that, an important one from a DFS standpoint. But let me talk about Trey Lance real quick. At 4,800, I think, especially in cash games, I don't want to say he's a lock. Like if you're playing three cash games, maybe you don't have him in all three. Maybe you have him in two or something. But like it's such a great spot. Not that Houston is just this terrible pass defense, but Houston's got holes pretty much everywhere. Trey Lance can rush on them. He can pass on them. We know Kyle Shanahan's going to basically allow him to do very little from a passing standpoint. But, but what I mean by that is just the short area passing to guys like Debo or Ayuk who can absolutely, even Kittle, who God, can absolutely man. break one. So I, I love Lance through the air technically, and I like him with his legs. I think at 4,800, it's such a good spot. And here's the thing. All these rookie quarterbacks who are struggling this year, they're struggling for good reason because – Tony, Jason, you remember 20 years ago, you'd get drafted as the first pick or the fifth pick, or let's say Aaron Rodgers, the 27th pick, I believe it was. And he sat for three years. Most first round picks, and we've talked about this before on this very Win Daily show, they sit. Well, Trey Lance played a little bit, but he's basically been sitting and learning for many weeks. He hasn't been getting just crashed into like your Zach Wilson's and Trevor Lawrence's of the world and probably just, you know, confidence sinking all along the way. I love the fact that Trey Lance has just been sitting back and learning and now can jump in with the requisite preparation because we knew about Jimmy's injury. He knew about Jimmy's injury when it happened, probably that that night. So I love the position he's in. And I like this. I think this is an interesting stack, by the way. I think you can play Trey Lance standalone in GPPs, and that's what I'm referring to, GPPs. But I think you could pair him with Debo. And I think you can bring him back with either Brandon Cooks, which is sort of the yeah. obvious one. But I'll tell you what. Oh last no! Week, don't, last don't, week, don't do last it. week, no, no, no. I last know where week, going. Last week on a different show uh, on the the uh, fantasy football today DFS show that I do, I recommended Philip Dorsett as a punt play. Okay, now Philip Dorsett got injured in the third quarter last game, and he had six targets already by that point in the game. Enter Chris Conley, who had three targets last week, caught all three of them and a touchdown. Nobody's going to play Chris Conley at thirty nine hundred. He gives you salary relief, and he gives you a very low floor but a very high ceiling considering that Dorsett is going to be out and that they're going to be in a negative game script against the San Francisco 49ers. So all I'm saying is if you're in, maybe not in a single entry, but if you're in a bigger tournament, that's maybe beyond three max, maybe an MME, I think throwing Chris Conley in there can get you the upside and the leverage that you want at the same time. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Rex Burkett. So I got really scared. Oh no, <laughs> no, I was not. I got that. really scared. I'm like, please don't say Rex Burkett right Only now. But yeah. Conley. Conley at that price, man, he really can't can't do you that wrong. And, you know, it's an interesting spot. You know, I think Cooks is the obvious uh, interesting spot. So when I read something today, man, I know you're a fellow entrepreneur. So I got a, I got a question for you off the hip. And there's two guys right now. One guy can break the single season record in Cooper Cup. He needs like 200 and so odd yards, whatever receptions are. Look up the stats I put in the article today. And then you get Antonio Brown, 
who has three different incentives for $333,000 each. He can make $999,000. He needs 11 more receptions, two more touchdowns, and the yardage, he's got like 200 to go. And I also think, you know, this NFL season has been so wonky with, you know, you play the guy that everybody gravitates towards. Like last week it was Stafford. And also everybody gravitated to, to Brady and, you know, a Tampa stacks and Gronkowski burn a lot of people. Can we go back to Brady, who's lit up the Jets his entire life, and you can go back to Stafford, who's in the same spot that Burrow was in last week, and then also, this, you have those two pieces in Cooper Cup, who's going for this ridiculous record. And you got Antonio Brown trying to make some money. So what's your thoughts about Brady and Stafford, which I think are both interesting? You know, it's funny because we know what kind of guy Tom Brady is, right? So you know he already has those numbers in his head right now. And he's such a player's guy that he's saying – I got to get A.B. the ball. I, I ha- He needs to make that money. He needs to break that record. So if I'm going one against the other, I, I don't even think there is no play over either where I think they both get what they need. Uh, they really do. What I was saying about that Jets game scares me. I don't know why. I, 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 you know, I don't know if it's coming off that New Orleans game and, and everybody just thinking. I know New Orleans is not the Jets, but I, I just – I'm not going to say trap game, but I'll say like trap DFS game. I don't think it's going to be – this this blowout that everybody thinks Bruce Arians in COVID protocol right now not might not be able to coach that game. Just saying, so, you know, certain weird things could happen. Antonio Brown did not practice tonight again, so that we don't know where that's going to head. So I, I just wouldn't get too excited if you had to ask me if I lean towards. I actually think Stafford will, will score more points than Brady this week. Hey, let me ask you something about Josh Allen because yeah. we know. And by the way, I I think I agree with you there. Uh, uh, Stafford over Brady. I think Ronald Jones is an interesting way to get a piece of that game. I don't I don't really see Keyshawn Vaughn really. He, you know, he got the long yeah. he got the long reception for a touchdown, but it's, it's Ronald Jones show, and yep. it's probably going to be positive game script for him. So somebody I like, but of course Antonio Brown, if he's healthy, like I kind of you kind of have to play him. Absolutely, like, you really have a choice. By the way, in I would say two wide receiver sets. Rashad Perriman, he didn't play last week. So he's another guy that nobody's going to pay attention to that if Brady actually ends up throwing a bunch, which he probably will, as as it all turns out, Perriman could catch a couple deep bombs. Because you remember last week it was Antonio Brown who got 50% of the targets. And then the next highest target getter, I believe, was Cameron Brait. But then the next receiver was Cyril Grayson. So Perryman's going to slip into that spot. And we know Brady has confidence with Perryman. So that's another And don't don't forget... If you remember, and I just looked this up today, it's only fresh in my head. 2019, Rashard Perryman, weeks 14, 15, and 16. He won some people some Super Bowls. He was averaging 24 fantasy points per game. So you never know. He can do it. It's only you know, you know what that it. reminds me of? And I promise I will get to the Josh Allen question. <laughs> you remember, you remember like 15 years ago when Sidney Rice had oh. that like sort of playoff-ish like fantasy playoff run with I guess oh. Brett Favre was the quarterback at the time yep. for the Minnesota Vikings and he just had like three games in a row where it was like multiple touchdowns 80 to 150 yards like bananas yep. anyway you Josh think Allen. about that no that's where it came out like I would love to do like research on what oddball players won people Super Bowls over the years that we did in, in weeks like 16 and 17 we never expected I got another one for you think of Tony I got another one for you and this this 
predates the Sidney Rice one, probably by, I'm guessing, five to seven years. Drew Bennett and Billy Volek, they came on like weeks like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and were absolute animals and won people their champion. These were guys that people were getting off the waiver wire for the most part back then, and they won some championships too. Man, there's a lot of guys like that. There's a lot, man. There's a lot. Also, why do I remember that, but I can't remember like my wife's anniversary? <laughs> your wife's or yours? Is it a well, your it's anniversary? The same thing. Wow, man. I hope your wife's not watching it. Calling it your <laughs> wife's anniversary. Hey, like, the truth hurts sometimes. You know Honesty is the best policy. Let me think. Do you know her birthday? I think I know. Yeah, I get confused sometimes, but I do know that Drew Bennett caught, caught a couple of touchdowns around 2006 from Billy Volek uh, to. Uh, have me win a fantasy championship. The Josh Allen question. So here's the thing. Gabriel Davis is back. Cole Beasley is back. I know everybody was in love with Isaiah McKenzie, but it looks like he's going to rotate out and Cole Beasley is going to take that slot position. We know we have Stefan Diggs as well. Oh, and by the way, Dawson Knox is like really emerging as the tight end that people kind of thought he was going to be about a year ago. And then of course, Devin Singletary is, is the running back who is go probably going to catch some passes too. Who do you pair Josh Allen with, or do you just play him naked because there's just so many targets, and let me just secure the Josh Allen points and just move on from there? How are you doing that in DFS, or have you not decided yet? Um, I'm pairing him with Stephon Diggs, man. 33 mm -hmm. targets in the last three weeks. Stephon Diggs is finally being that guy that we expected him to be, that he was last year. He didn't start off. He didn't start off doing that, right? We, we He kind of had a, a little bit of a regression, and so did Josh Allen, but He's coming in full force. Uh, 33 targets over three games. Is that, listen, 11 per game, that's what you want. And in this game against Atlanta, against Atlanta at home, Atlanta's 24th and 26th respectively with, with pass attempts and pass yards given up. And Josh Allen has been unbelievable. 34 and 12, 8 and 2 the last three. I mean, I think there's it's a no-brainer. I know they're expensive, and I get it. But I don't think there's any reason why you don't spend that 16 grand on DraftKings or, you know, if we want to get technical 15-9 and you go Allen and Diggs. I think that's a 100% match made in heaven. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Tony, we're going to bring on James Rocker. Can you stay on with us for a little bit longer? Is that cool? Do you have to tell yeah, how much time do you have? Uh, listen, man, the wife will be man. Maybe that's all good. <laughs> Maybe like just. I remember like another... her birthday, so I'm good. <laughs> there you go. Um, give us another 10 minutes. I'm going to bring Rocker on and maybe let's move the conversation to our favorite running backs again. So contextually, Tony, let me set this up for you. We have a 14 game slate. So instead yep. of going like game by game breakdown, it's, you know, there's some games we're kind of off for the most part. I I'm just, you know, to start the segment when we bring Rocker on, I'm just going to name like maybe five or six guys that I'm sort of king in on from a running back standpoint. And then Jason, maybe I'll kick it to you and we can just kind of talk about some just a handful, not like all the running backs we like, just maybe four or five that we know we're probably going to play if that's cool. But we have let's do that, man. We have Rocker coming on who was under the weather. I don't know if it's COVID related or not, but definitely under the weather. And he came on with us because that's what Rocker does. So Rocker, how are you, man? Hey fellas, what's going on? Yeah, a little under the weather. Much. When I got an opportunity to be with you guys, uh, you always take the opportunity. So it doesn't matter how I feel, but uh, happy to be here, fellas. Jason, he's double lettering with the Wind Daily sweatshirt yeah. and the Wind Daily hat. Yeah. You gotta love that. And he's under protocol, so I, I told him he he's not going to be talking about running backs. He's just going to list out every single player <laughs> under protocol today. So that's his job today. So tell 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 us who's under protocols for the entire week, man. And if you want, you can talk about all the NBA players under protocols too. And we'll just we'll just I, take a nap here dude. for the next like three hours and, and come back to. 
I forgot, right, so, I, a, I forgot I had a lineup going. I'm going to check it out in a second. Go so, ahead, see ya. So, Rocky, you were probably listening. I'm just going to, just for the sake of ease and the sake of time, I'm just going to list, let's see, one, two, five running backs that that I know I'm going to be playing one way or the other. And then and maybe we can just kind of kick around if, the, if there's running backs that you guys like too that maybe I didn't name. I'll tell you what, there's going to be some lineups where I actually do pay up for Jonathan Taylor. The main reason for that, it's twofold. One, I'm expecting Wentz to play. We won't know till Sunday morning, most likely. If Wentz is out, I'm probably not interested because they're just going to pack the box even more so than they already would. And I just, I'm just with Sam Ellinger back there. I, I don't want to pay the 9K for for Taylor. But Ryan Kelly, Quinton Nelson are back. I'm not sure about Eric Fisher, but the offensive line is is now pretty healthy. If Wentz plays against Vegas's defense. I just think it's hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. He's coming off kind of a subpar game for Jonathan Taylor. I could see him wanting to kind of prove something out there, maybe get into that MVP discussion if, if he puts up, you know, 200 yards or something. The point is, Jonathan Taylor's won David Montgomery volume machine last four games, just the targets, nine, six, seven, nine, and he's getting 17 to 20 carries per game on top of that against New York Giants defense. I do like Rashad Penny at 6,100. Um, so I'm going to be playing him against the Detroit's run defense. Sony Michelle, I kind of love. I love kind of every Ram in that game, but Sony Michelle is definitely one of them. I expect him to catch some passes. Ram routes on 76% of Stafford dropbacks in week 16. Over the last four weeks, that's around 75%, just under. Daryl Williams, I also love. I think he's going to get passing and rushing work. Those are the running backs I'm kind of in love with. Um, Jason, any of those that you also like or any, any other names you want to throw out there before we go to Rocker? First off, I've told myself in 2022 I'll never argue with Sia when he mentions Jonathan Taylor's name because last time I kind of did he went off for five touchdowns so <laughs> literally five that's, touchdowns. My, that's, that's my first resolution <laughs> but like everybody you in the quarterback segment and what Tony said and you said you're on all my plays from the quarterback spot and the stacks we were aligned but the two running backs I wrote up just earlier today you didn't mention either one I guess maybe because one of them is obvious in Ronald Jones, and you didn't want to point out the obvious. I think it's obvious. I think he's going to have a mm -hmm. good day. You know, I was I like worried that. about Keyshawn Vaughn when he ran for that touchdown. Like, oh man, Jones is going to burn me for like the 15th time in the past like five years in this spot. And the other guy that nobody, nobody wants to draft New England running back season long. Nobody wants to play him in DFS. Damian Harris won a dude a million dollars. Another dude five hundred thousand dollars. DraftKings, FanDuel, respectively. I'm not expecting another three-touchdown spot, but this guy just scores touchdowns because they don't really want to expose Mac Jones to all that, you know, all that much, you know. So Belichick is going to ride Damian Harris. Um, as long as he's not banged up, they're, they're projected to score 28, so that means they're going to score four touchdowns. Most of the touchdowns for the Patriots come through the ground, mm -hmm. and they're playing the Jaguars at home with a minus 16-point spread. So I think Harris – and the fantasy sites don't price him up either. Like, he just stays in this mid-range. So, I think he goes for 100, one touchdown, if we're lucky, two or three. So, that's the other guy that I kind of like. Yeah, I like. I actually like both of those guys. The The one thing, uh, Rocket, we'll go to you next. The one thing about Harris, so Ramondre Stevenson is back. But I don't know necessarily that that's going to impact. It's obviously going to impact Harris. The question is how much, especially considering he's coming off of COVID, we know that some of these players recently that have come off COVID have kind of been winded, you know, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I, I think in, uh, Tyreek Hill was one of those guys last week, for example. So I would imagine that the, the 
the rushing share, the rushing attempt share would still be split in favor of Harris pretty favorably. And just the idea that Stevenson's back is going to get people off of Harris. So I think Harris is a pretty smart play. I think people would anticipate, oh, I'll just play Harris again. But with Stevenson back, a lot of people won't. So that's why I think it's a really smart play. I agree with Rojo as well. Uh, Rocker, how about you? Obviously, we've talked about a lot of running backs, but who else do you like or do you like some of the guys that we mentioned? Yeah, it was interesting. Your your whole list uh, was was almost matching mine. I thought maybe uh, you like hacked into my computer or something. I did. Uh, uh, the the only guy that uh, you didn't mention, I I don't I didn't think I heard you mention it was uh, Devin Singletary with the mm-hmm. uh, with the spread being so large there. Uh, I think they just keep handing the ball off, which which uh, has me a little bit uh, on the opposite side of what you guys were talking about a little bit earlier. So I think that. Uh, I might pivot off of Allen uh, and go to a guy like Singletary. Uh, a couple of the other backs that you mentioned, Montgomery and Penny for sure, and Rojo are definitely on my list. I, they're just great, uh, you know, a salary range, a nice value on different sites. It's weird. Pricing's weird this week uh, on both sites with uh, different players I'm finding. Uh, so you guys know I'm typically a FanDuel guy, but uh, Montgomery, uh, Singletary, Rojo, and Penny are guys that I'm definitely targeting. Nice. All right. And uh, Tony, any any guys that we haven't mentioned, any any sleepers that anybody has that are kind of low? Like, I know, like, Boston Scott is interesting to me because I don't – oh, sorry. Jesus. What no, am I sorry, doing? man. Yo, Philly I, guy, man. Look I, at the, the Philly stuff. I'm, I'm actually, like, the worst at this. Okay, Tony, you go. Sorry. No, nah, no, nah, listen. You can roll, man. I, lo- I love Boston Scott this week. Love Boston. No Miles Sanders. Jalen Hurts is hurt. Uh, he is not 100%. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. And, you know, I don't care if it's Gainwell or Scott. Both of those guys under 5,000 are extreme values. I love Montgomery. I will tell you one thing about Damian Harris, though. Scares the hell out of me. I mentioned one name to you, and that's Lawrence Maroney. I'll never forget it. I drafted Lawrence Maroney. Bill Belichick (laughs) running backs killed me all the time. I'm waiting for this guy. I got Maroney. He's going to score. I look. he's He's got his helmet off on the sideline. And all of a sudden, Kevin Falk's in the game. I have no idea what the hell's going on, right? So that's the only thing that scares you with New England. But I love Montgomery this week against. I think he could be the top one of the top three running backs on this slate, especially against a Giants team that's bottom half in the league at giving up rush yards. But Boston Scott could win some people some games, man. Forty nine hundred, yeah, huge value. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just, no, I'm I'll, good. I'll, I'll mention. I'll mention one other name. Um, for leverage, I don't know the reports yet, and I got to kind of get confirmations out of San Fran. But if everybody is going to be on the Trey Lance bandwagon and he's high owned, a good leverage spot could be Eli Mitchell if he's back. Mm-hmm. And if he's not back, I think it's going to be Mitchell. From what I'm seeing so far, Mitchell is going to be in this game. So I think he can be a GPP. Like you don't go there in cash, you go with the guys, you know, either Montgomery on DraftKings or. You know, Sony Michelle, we got to see what shakes out with Akers there. That's an interesting spot. Ronald Jones, interesting spot. Um, but to be different and come off the chalk, I think Eli Mitchell could be a guy that sneaks sneaks up on everybody here. You know, good game script. The same reasons we kind of like Trey Lance, I can definitely be sold on Eli Mitchell. And then anytime Eli scores a touchdown, you're getting massive leverage off of the Trey Lance chalk. Yeah. And, and Tony, I want to leave you with this and, and I'll let you go. Cause I know you're, you're about to get in trouble, but it's so funny <laughs> that you brought up the Lawrence Maroney, Kevin Falk thing, because I, I have a trivia question, Tony, I'm going to let you answer this first. And I, I don't think any of you are going to get it, but, but maybe you will. Cause it's, it's kind of yeah, an Google name. by my fingertips. So we can just Google <laughs> without well, anybody. Well, no. <laughs> okay, so honor system, don't Google. <laughs> 
<laughs> the guy who rushed for 199 yards for the Patriots, four touchdowns, slept through his alarm, by the way. Oh, it was, yeah. Hold on, hold on. It was because his cell phone wasn't it was actually charging but it, the, the cord was messed up so it wasn't <laughs> properly charging so out of the slept, league now he slept through his alarm and never really saw the field again name that person tony you get the first crack at this it's a running back i remember the story I, I know the i know yeah. the story i can't think of the name i know right I, I i know the story all right we're um, going to rocker now rocker oh man i i know the story too i can't think right? of the name but give me a sec um well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna give you the give first initial. I'm give you the yeah, give initial. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the initial. Yeah. Oh, you know what's initial. interesting? You know what's interesting? Somebody asked a question in the chat. Okay. Why that is interesting is because this guy's initials are the first letter here and the last letter of this guy's moniker, Jack. Wait, wait what are you talking about? The D A or D L? I lost it. J J A G. J G. The J and the G are the initials of this. First name is Jay, last name is G. Jay No, no. Earlier, earlier for them. That's like I know the story because he got kicked out of league. It was like a Sunday night game or a Monday night game too, where he went off. Give me anybody in the chat. If anybody in the chat gets it, free hat right away. I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll Venmo you twenty. Like you can just Google it. I'll Venmo you twenty. No Google. So you can Google. No Google. No Google. You got to do it in the next five seconds. Oh man, I'm I hate count this. this. Down. Four, I might think three, of it. Two, Don't say it though, because I still want to think about it while we're going on the show. I mean, I'm not gonna... oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, Tony. We're, well, no, we have to tell Tony before. No, I'll, I'll Google show. it on my own. So I <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, how's that? All right. Well, Tony, thanks for joining. So, Tony, how how do we find you? Uh, tell me all. Tell us all the shows that you do and, and all of that stuff. Um, you got a long time, but uh, well, no. give us the salient ones. I don't hey, know. Hey, listen, man, just follow at Tikatol 23. Obviously, you can see me every on, on Win Daily. You see me on Sharp. You see me on Heat Ratio. You can see me on the Gambler. Just follow me at Tikatol 23. I'm always putting something up. So try to stay busy as much as I can. I got to keep up with this guy up here at top left hand corner because he's everywhere. So mm, that's right. Oh, there we go, Burke. Okay, so you get the hat, but uh, you don't get the twenty bucks because that was like ten minutes later. But you also spelled his name wrong. So yeah, it's, not it's James Jonas. Gray. It's Jonas, right? There we go. Jonas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, wow. I would have never got that. I would have wow. never got that. Good I job, remember bro. the whole situation. Yeah, the guy me too. Really had like a it was a Sunday night or a Monday night game, and then he just fell off the face of the earth after that. You don't mess with Bill Belichick. It's I was I was gonna go like Ben see, you really, like, or something. I heard you know the story, mean? but do you believe that story? Do you think that like so when I when I read through the actual like story itself in terms of like why his self, like I, I had doubt too, but there was such detail in the story that the account that I read that it sounded believable that that's actually why he slept through his alarm. And he didn't have any off the field issues or anything to indicate that like, I mean, I didn't do a deep, deep dive, but there wasn't anything right. to indicate that like he was just this guy that would, would do something like that. So it's definitely happened to me before many of times. So I, I, but I never got kicked out of the NFL for that. So like <laughs> I probably got punished by my wife for not calling her back or something like that, but that was, that was about it. <laughs> All right, Tony, thanks for joining us. Everybody go follow Tony at TKTO20. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year. Thanks so much. Yeah. Do you want to make a bet with Sia before you go that, that Philly's going to cover or no? Friendly bet? Friendly wager? I'm in. I'm in. All right. So I get the three and a half. What are the, what are the stakes though? Do we have, I don't know, man. I, it's Sia wears a Sia wears the Eagles. Some yeah, Eagles I like that. Oh, yeah. the next show, Tony. If you lose, you gotta <laughs> wear some Washington gear on your I, next show. 
I could do that. Fair enough. That works. Where am I going to find Eagles gear? Yeah. Any, any, any Eagles I'll gear? Buy, that's I'll really... buy. All right. <laughs> okay. if you want to make it like that, I'll buy the the piece, which might be worse for you guys. But yeah, I'll buy. No man, I'll just so. I'm just gonna go to Lids and get myself a hat. That's all no, I want, no, no, no. and, now, and now, I'll wear it on Firebox on the weekend. Now, now I gotta now I gotta buy you like a pink Washington oh. football shirt or a, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something's coming. So I'll Half buy shirt. the paraphernalia. Yeah, tank Yo, top, be careful maybe a now. pink t- Yeah, all right. You better I hope like your it. team covers it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right, fellas. All right, nice having me on, man. Have a good night. Happy New Year, dude. Yeah, you too. Um, so rocker, before we, we let you go, um, let's talk about wide receivers real quick. So we've talked about our stack. So we've kind of mentioned some wide receivers earlier in the show. We've talked about some running backs. I mean, you know, at the top, we have Cooper cup. Is he somebody let's start there. Is he somebody that you're definitely playing or you're looking to just leverage off of him? And are there some receivers maybe near the top or maybe some value guys at the bottom that, you know, you, you definitely are going to be fitting into your lineups. Yeah. So I I think value is a little, is a little challenging this week, right? So rostering a guy like Cooper Cup makes your builds really, really uh, challenging to kind of get uh, really a nice build, I feel like. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of down on him a little bit this week just from a build perspective. But of course, he's definitely a guy that uh, could easily go off and, uh, you know, just destroy the slate. Um, a guy that I like targeting uh, first in my builds, though, is is uh, CD Lamb. Uh, I like the Cowboys game. A bit. I think there'll be some fireworks there. I think a lot of people moving over to the Kansas City Bengals game has me over uh, with some players over there a little bit, and I'm kind of following, uh, kind of finding my value at the running back position this week, uh, at least from a build perspective. Again, as of right now on this, you know, uh, Thursday evening, right? So. Uh, as we get closer to Sunday, things might change a little bit. But that's I've been tinkering a bit, and I usually don't tinker this early, but with the holiday and everything, I've had a chance to really uh, mess around with some builds. So I've really I'm liking guys like C.D. Lamb, uh, of course T. Higgins, uh, maybe Jamar uh, Jamar Chase again this week. Uh, I heard you guys mentioning a couple guys, uh, Kansas City. I think maybe playing Mahomes naked uh, this week is a little is a little different uh, to get to get some action in that game as well. And I do like Williams from the RB perspective. So, um, you know, I, I really like uh, that Cowboys game though. And I think you can get different there with uh, stacking some of those receivers with Dak this week. See, I got a hot, a hot tip for you. Every mm-hmm. Monday morning, my man, James Rocker texts me and he texts me the same thing every single Monday morning. Wow, if I was just smart enough to read my own article that I write, I would have <laughs> crushed every single line. Mm-hmm. So hot tip to everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. read James's wide receiver article. And since James doesn't play his own beat. Why does that happen? <laughs> it happens you, to everybody. Why do I get a text every Monday morning? I have no idea. But he, it's he's amazing. like last week, he sends me the whole article and it says, play Mark Andrews with the Cincinnati guys and this. I was like, why didn't you do this? Like the guy who won a million dollars did exactly what you said from a wide receiver combination and running backs were so easy last week where if you just read your own article rocker, you haven't it's written basically it going to so- be the same thing again this week, guys. <laughs> so just read my article and, uh, and just take down the slates with me this weekend. So, so your Antonio article, of course, Brown. go ahead. Antonio Antonio Brown. You got it. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a lock. He's a guy he's a who's still too cheap on DraftKings. As long as he's healthy, though, that's the only thing I throw out there, man. Like, he didn't practice today, and that's a little bit worrisome, but he didn't really practice much last week. 
Rocco, what's your what about your boy St. Brown? I was about to write up him, but I I wrote up the right trump, I wrote up Antonio Brown. What about St. Brown? Is that a guy that people still won't respect week in, week I, out? He did it with Do- Boyle, whatever this guy's name. If you can score points with Boyle, if Goff comes back against Seattle, how do you like that one? So I saw like a statistic where St. Brown, I think, is like number two behind Cooper Cup in target share. Uh, and targets the past like four or five games. So he's definitely a guy that I'm very interested in this week. I like, uh, again, a little bit, little pieces of that game. I like the Rashad Penny and then I like playing Brown. So it's definitely a, it's definitely a great way to build this week. I, I definitely agree with you, Jay. Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up here and Jesse, I think Jesse is, is actually channeling Frank Stample here with the fade Cooper Cup at your own risk. So that's mm-hmm. fun. Thanks for that. Um, Jesse. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Cooper Cup. What happened last week against the the Baltimore Ravens secondary? What we saw was the alleged number two receiver in T. Higgins and the number three receiver in Tyler Boyd ran right through that secondary because, frankly, anybody could have run through that secondary. Now, they get a little healthier this week, but they're still really banged up. They're still really bad. They still have their stars out. So if you want to fade Cooper Cup, why not go down to the T. Higgins of this week in Odell Beckham at 5,700 or the Tyler Boyd? Uh, that would be Van Jefferson at 5,300. So my thing here is I I don't ever want to recommend fading Cooper Cup, but Rocker's right. The builds really get kind of quirky, especially if you're trying to play Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or anyone not named Trey Lance. So I think maybe how you recover from that is either playing Sony Michelle and and just hope that it's just a running game and they, they just don't pass a lot, which frankly isn't really the MO for Sean McVay and the Rams. Or you play Odell Beckham. Or you play Odell Beckham and Sony Michelle. You get pieces that are not Cooper Cup, and you just hope Cooper Cup honestly kind of like stays at bay. Like maybe he gets a touchdown in 68 yards or something, but like he doesn't meet value. And you get it because the touchdowns end up going to Odell Beckham and or Van Jefferson and or Sony Michelle. I think that's the way you you try to play that if Cooper Cup doesn't fit into your builds. Scary as all hell, man. Like it's, it is. Especially with, with that record, like – and against Baltimore, like it's, I wrote up Cup too, and what I had to figure out like how to write up Cooper Cup creatively because obviously he's 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 doing everything right. Like so, you look at that record that they're going after. You look at what Cincinnati just did to Baltimore. Baltimore's been getting lit up by everybody, so it's like everything's pointing to even a, a bigger Cooper Cup week. But yeah, a Michelle play to hope that the touchdowns don't come makes sense. And one name that we didn't play, and I, don't, I haven't played this guy. Basically all year, you know, a couple times I grabbed him. Similar to Chase. I haven't played Chase. Maybe that's why I haven't won a bunch of money this year. But Waddle, man, he just mm-hmm. – he's getting every single target. Our guy sticks, mm-hmm. and his motto at Wind Daily Sports has Waddle as the number one value play at the wide receiver position right now. I know he's priced up a little bit, but for the amount of targets he's getting, Rocker, what's your thoughts on, on Jalen Waddle? Even though that two is throwing the ball, I'm not a big two a guy, but Waddle, you know, as a standalone piece for Tennessee, any love there? Yeah, I, I was looking at Miami earlier, and uh, I think it's always a consideration. He's definitely proven himself as a solid receiver there for two of the number one go-to guy. I think uh, he's got the Gasicki owners and truthers, uh, you know, a little angry, right, because he's stolen that share. So, yeah, Waddle's definitely a guy that you can uh, get in your uh, lineups this weekend for sure. 
So Rocker, I have another question for you. And let me answer this question real quick. Um, Cole Beasley, he he just got taken off the COVID list. So let's see what happens tomorrow with this practice. I expect him to suit up this week, though. And the guy who answered our question, kind of, uh, we got to send him a hat. I, I have a Wendaley hat, too, Jason. Maybe I can send it to him, take some work off your plate. But uh, Burke, why don't you message Jason and I, um, put us on like a message chain, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get you some, some Wendaley gear. But my question for you, Rocker and Jason, is, okay, Waddle's great, but what if you did a skinny stack with Waddle and AJ Brown. It's yeah. kind of expensive. Like I, I might like if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go AJ Brown because I think the ceiling is a little bit higher. But he had 53% of the targets last week. You know, it, like, this is mm-hmm. this is ridiculous at this point. And we know that Miami likes to blitz a lot. They're probably going to have plenty of plays that have Xavier Howard or Byron Jones out on an island with AJ Brown. I mean, it really just takes him breaking one for him to probably meet value, but couldn't he break two here? Rocker. Yeah. Yeah, he sure could. I was looking at A.J. Brown earlier. That's why I was looking at the Miami game. So uh, I think he's definitely in consideration. You're going to see his roster ship looks like it's pretty high already on uh, on DraftKings before we even go into the weekend. So a lot of people are going to be targeting A.J. Brown this weekend. That's a good point, Jason. Any thoughts there? My one thought is I was, like, kind of shitting on him. I didn't play him in that showdown, but I was like – I didn't he- either. I didn't play him on that. I had him like in a variation. It's not like I didn't have any share of AJ Brown, but I didn't have him in my main lineup. And the whole first half, he did absolutely nothing. So all those points that he scored were just in the second half. So combine that potentially in a full game now, and it's it's just the AJ Brown show for four quarters. You can have a monster game. He's by himself. Like look at look at the raw receivers around him. Like it's after Chester Rogers. I never heard this guy Racy McMath. I, don't, I honestly don't know who he is. That's not a real <laughs> person. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who these guys are, really. So, like, it's got to be the A.J. Brown show, Tennessee. You know, they need to keep on winning games here. So, but the only thing that worries me, I kind of respect the Dolphins' defense and the, mm-hmm. the over-under is 39 and a half. But, yeah, A.J. Brown-Waddle, like, that combination could be gold because everybody's going to look at 39 and a half and, and stay away from the spot. Mm-hmm. And real quick on AJ Brown, I didn't expect him to be this popular either, but preliminary ownership projections that I'm seeing, um, Antonio Brown's clearly like the number one owned guy. And it's like crazy. The numbers are 30% or higher uh, pretty, pretty much everywhere you look, I think. Tyreek Hill is is pretty close. I mean, he's not pretty close to Brown, but he's he's sort of the next guy I'm seeing from a popularity standpoint. And then it's Cooper Cup and then it's AJ Brown. So those guys, again, it's super early, but the, all those receivers I said outside of Antonio Brown are in like the 13 to like 16% ownership range. So I didn't think AJ Brown was going to be that popular either, just because this is such a big slate. There are other good weapons. I will say this. There was a question earlier about Debo Samuel Ayuk and Trey Lance. And the question was, I, I, oh, there we go. Thank you. Um, I do. So the answer, the question is, do you think we could expect the same output for Debo and Ayuk with Lance? Yes and no. I think the answer is yes with respect to Debo because they like Shanahan's going to find ways to get him the ball. He's going to make things a lot easier for Trey Lance with some of those short area passes and just push passes that Trey Lance is going to get away with on end arounds and things of that nature. I'm not so sure about Ayuk there though. So again, I think you can play Trey Lance naked, but I think a Debo Samuel stack with Trey Lance makes some sense too because they could both go off. See, I got a question for you. We've been talking now for one hour and two minutes, and I think for 30 seconds we mentioned one player, and it wasn't me or you. It was Rocker from the Arizona-Dallas game. 
<laughs> You're right. The game's got the game's got an over under, and it's weird. Like I'm not in love with that game. The over under is 51 and a half. I'm not in love with any single player from that game. But why haven't we spoke about it? And what's up with this game? Like, is it the defense of Dallas that kind of worries us? Because mm-hmm. I feel the same way. So is it defense of Dallas that worries us? Is it the Arizona offense that's just been sputtering since Hopkins is out? What is it, Steve? Let's let's have a confessional right now. Why haven't we spoke about the Cowboys and the Cardinals? I think it's it's the Dallas defensive line and pass rush combined with Kyler Murray. Now, clearly, we're probably in the wrong, right? Because this total is so high. I mean, we have a 20, 22.7 or 23-point implied total basically with Arizona and almost 29 with Dallas. Like, this looks to be a back-and-forth high-scoring game. But Kyler, like, again, I, I could be wrong, but – there seems to be something wrong with Kyler Murray. Maybe he's fine health-wise, but I could see Dallas, if they play discipline and they contain him and get a pass rush at the same time, like that's when Kyler Murray has problems. And so I, I'm just not convinced that he's going to have a ton of success. And, and maybe that's why the implied point total is only 23 instead of like 26, for example, because Dallas is favored by six points here. I like pieces of this game. I don't really, I, I don't really like a Dak stack because I'm not sure who to stack him with. To be honest with you, I think you could do a double stack, yep. but on this slate, I if I'm going to do a double stack on this slate, and there's other games I'd rather do that with, and I don't want to do a single stack because I, I don't know if it's Ceedee Lamb or Amari. Maybe Dalton Schultz gets into the game plan. They run Zeke a lot when it's positive game script, so maybe they just take the air out of the ball. Like there's so many, there's so many different outcomes that don't necessarily lead to these two teams passing the ball a lot. I will say this though, my favorite tight end on the slate and everybody's favorite tight end. Cause he's the most popular guy, or I think he'll end up being the most popular guy is Zach Ertz at 5,200. Really? An absolute target monster over the last three games. And especially with that pass rush, I expect Kyler Murray to get the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. And Ertz will be his safety valve for that. So I like some pieces of this game. I think Christian Kirk is interesting. I don't know about James Conner's health. So that's why I'm not really considering him or Chase Edmonds at this point. I'm not playing Zeke. I don't think I'm going to play any of the Dallas receivers. It's probably Zach Ertz and I move on. And, and if it ends up shooting out like it's supposed to, all right, my bad. Rock, now let me ask you a side question, man. How good are these Cowboys? Like, are the Cowboys... I'm a Giants, I'm a Giants fan, bro. Watch yeah, your mouth. So <laughs> are, are, the, are the Cowboys for real? Because I was telling the Ghost, yeah, I was yeah. telling the Ghost, like, uh, maybe a couple days ago, like, if he knew that Jerry Jones never let Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. And it was a big thing for like all these years. And finally this year, he let him in. And some people are, you know, putting it out there that the curse has been broken. Dallas is now going to make a run. And this team looks official. Arizona looked official for, you know, the first 10 games. And, you know, then they fell off. How real are the Cowboys right now? Yeah, they're, I think they're a good team. Uh, I think they have a shot. Uh, I don't know if they get past uh, uh, a couple teams towards the end, uh, maybe like the Packers. I don't know if they can get past that them, but uh, I think they're the real deal, man. And I think I think Dak and CD Lamb this weekend. Uh, you're not going to want to uh, miss my article. <laughs> I also want to mention because you know we were joking around before about COVID and this and that, and me not feeling good. Uh, but one guy that I that I don't think is expected to play this weekend is uh, let me just make sure he's on the slate. Yeah. Mike Williams. Right. So uh, Palmer, Josh Palmer makes for a great value play. I believe Mike Williams isn't going to play this week uh, due to the COVID protocols 
and him being unvaccinated, I believe, is the is the deal there. So looks like we're going to get a little bit more Josh Palmer this weekend and might be a sneaky little value spot that I uh, do want to mention to you guys here tonight. Yeah, I thought Mike Williams was going to be activated, activated today. Yeah. yeah, I think he got activated today. Yeah, so the Palmer play is probably yeah. off. Um, probably still in Keep play, an eye on that. Not, yeah, obviously not as strong as it, as it was. But the Chargers are still – they look like they're at full strength. Um, we haven't mentioned any Chargers because um, Denver's defense is – I respect their defense. The over-under is 26, you know, for the Chargers as a standalone, you know, team total. Just everybody does look back. And Herbert is kind of the forgotten guy here, but Denver's defense is, you know – is one of the better defense, but you know, we're on the sharp app and I just want to throw out some, some numbers about the Super Bowl here. You can look at every single bet. We have a prop finder. So, you know, as the week goes on, all the props will be in the sharp app. The show is sponsored by the sharp app and this prop finder is really cool. So definitely check that out and betting handles are on the app. And I didn't even know how, you know, sharp and public money was really, you know, kind of quantified, but now, as I'm learning about these tools myself, it's really big. Like every time I, I look at the handles and now I, I factor that into to my betting style, it's been on like pretty like dead on the last couple of times. I'm not saying that's the only thing to look at, but it definitely helps and adjust. You know, looking at the, the Super Bowl winner right now, the Chiefs are back in the favorite position, plus 400 on DraftKings, Packers plus 450, Bucks 750, Bills 850, Rams 850, Cowboys plus 1,000, the Patriots plus 1,400, Colts plus 1,600, Cardinals dropped all the way down to 2,200, Titans 1,800. Anything pop out there to you, to you that, you know, imposes yeah. some value or just one team that you think, you know, you feel really good that they're going to go out there and win it all? I got I to gotta look real quick, but there was one team that was plus 1,800 a couple days ago. Now they're plus 1,600 that I think is so well-suited for a playoff run just because of how the team is built, and it's the Indianapolis Colts. You've got, if you have a healthy offensive line, you've got basically an overachieving defense, which we thought the back end of that defense was just going to be a disaster, you know, a month ago. And they've, they've held up pretty well. A good front seven. Darius Leonard is back being healthy. Carson Wentz is a veteran quarterback that has been at least average this year. Oh, and by the way, you have Jonathan Taylor. Like, I think, I think it's a team that's actually built for a Super Bowl run. And at plus 1,600, or in some places, I think you can get it at plus 1,800. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying that at that number, you are getting really good value, in my opinion. Yeah, I like that, Cole. I can, I can see it happen, man. Like, anytime I see Leonard on the field, man, what that guy's been doing week in and week out, just causing turnovers, just, a, just you know, out there making plays and Jonathan Taylor. And it, it would be a good story for Carson Wentz, man. Like, he – he not that he would have won that that Super Bowl, but he set them up for it, and he had to sit on the sidelines for it and watch Nick Foles do his thing. But it'd be a good little story to see him do it, and Jonathan Taylor and Reich and that whole squad. Um, it's wide open to me. I think the Cowboys have looked really good defensively, which makes me feel good uh, about them. I'm not a Cowboys fan by any means. I think the Packers look super strong. So I think the Cowboys and the Packers from the NFC look like the teams to beat right now. And then it's the Chiefs and the Bills. You know, they were the strongest two teams coming in. And you can't count out Brady at the same time. So, you know, interesting there. See, any bets you have for this week besides Washington that you you really are, are on at this point? I know we wait towards the end and get all these practice reports are, are big. But anything that you're on as far as betting goes? 
I'm actually kind of scanning it right now. I'll tell you this. If Wentz plays and that line is still minus seven, which it is right now at home against the Raiders, that's a uh, one o'clock game. It's a big number, but I actually like the Colts there. I think over four quarters, they end up covering that number. Outside of that and Washington, I haven't taken a close look. You know, it's really hard for me to justify taking the Ravens plus four and a half, given the issues that they're going to have, probably at quarterback as well, not just at the back end of their defense. Uh, I think it's a pretty nice bounce back spot for the Rams, even though they've sputtered here and there. Uh, I think the Rams actually present some good value as a Super Bowl pick at, at plus 850 at this point in the season. And I think at minus four and a half, I think that line honestly should be like minus six. I think you might be getting some value there with the state of the Baltimore Ravens from a health standpoint. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it either. Somebody posted on Twitter, you know, Lamar Jackson at practice, like after play and then coming running back to the huddle. I it wasn't it. even a it wasn't even a jog, man. It was mm-hmm. like it looked pretty damn serious. And they were masking it as like he was sick, but his ankle or his leg or whatever it is, he did not look he didn't even look like he's gonna start this weekend the way he was running. And and if you take away Lamar's legs, like it should be a field day as far as putting pressure on this dude. So yeah, I I think that's probably the best bet on the board. And unless he was trying to like fool us in the way he's jogging, pulling a Cam Newton or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I like the Rams call, man. I think that's a really, really strong play. The Ravens are broken right now. And Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, you know, those two Brutal. those two play calls that to go for two twice, man, like how do you – I love the confidence, but how do you do that to your team, man? It just didn't seem right, man. Did you like those calls to you? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, if I was, here's the thing, if I was a Ravens fan, I think I'd want him to kick the extra point and just be like, let's just go into overtime. Let let me breathe a second. But I I do think it probably, I mean, mathematically, it kind of was the right play. It's just a matter of your feel because you don't always want to go with the math. There's like the context around the math that I think counts as well. I don't know what I would have done as the coach, but let's put it this way. I didn't have a big problem with him doing that. I do want to bring up one other line though that I like. I think the Texans plus 12 is, is actually kind of decent. I know the Niners could absolutely blow them out, but Davis Mills has looked pretty good and he has Brandon Cooks back. I mean, I, I think 12 is maybe a little aggressive, especially if it's Trey Lance. I mean, I think Trey Lance is going to do well, but he's still a rookie quarterback at the end of the day. And we know Houston showed up against the Chargers. One other thing, you mentioned the Packers in terms of being a Super Bowl favorite. Rock, I want to get your opinion on this too, and then we'll close the show, I'm sure, soon. Although we didn't really discuss tight ends, but we kind of did Rock. actually. Just play Gronk. We, Gronk's good. Uh, Dawson Knox, Ertz, we actually brought up. Uzama, we Ertz. brought up. Yeah, those are the, those are the sure. only ones that I'm actually interested in playing. So FYI on that. But here's Reed. the thing: the Packers Goddard. played the the Packers played. Goddard's good too. Okay, fair enough. I, I just don't <laughs> believe in Jalen Hurts at all, and I just I'm just not I'm just off the Eagle right now. Unless Ertz. it's maybe Boston Scott. The the Packers almost lost to the Brown to a depleted <laughs> Browns team that turned over the ball four times and so they still bizarre. had a drive at the end to win the game. Like are, are the Packers like just a little bit of smoke and mirrors maybe? I mean, so weird, right? Don't you think every that's kind team, of a big every deal? Every team, like every yeah, team okay. had that. It's a good point. Day, that's true. It's, it's a good point, but I, I think I still think it's the Packers and it's still Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. That's a good point. I, I think here's, here's a, what I think. I think it's an experience run, thing. It's an experience if you, thing. If you can run the ball, 
I think you can push the Packers around a little bit. You can run on the Packers and you can keep the ball. I mean, you can say that about almost any team with a prolific quarterback, so whatever. Sure. But I just think the Packers defense, now they do get Jair Alexander back, so that's a big deal. But let's put it this way. If the team that I like at plus 1,600, the Colts, was playing the Packers in the Super Bowl, I don't think that line should be any more than like two and a half. That might I genuinely, be the Super Bowl, man. That, that might, might be, be the Super Bowl. You're right. And, yeah, and honestly, what, what would the line be? It would be Packers minus right two now. and a half, right? It'd be like a pick em. A lot Maybe. of public money would come on Rodgers, you know? That's the thing. The yeah, I would agree song, to that. It's it's a swan song of Packers. Rodgers last year, if he can win, maybe he stays. They can drum that up. It's going to be a lot of public money on, on the Packers. Like you said, though, like it's – this year's been so – like I thought the Arizona Cardinals were good in the first eight, ten games, man. I think the Packers are good now. I, I thought Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs – they still look a little suspect with that defense. I thought Brady looked great, and now Brady's struggling. The Cowboys might be the one of the more consistent teams throughout the year. And if the Cowboys are healthy, mm-hmm. think about the weapons they have. Like, really good quarterback, dual-headed running back, three wide receivers, solid tight end, and their defense just, like, causes numerous amounts of turnovers every single game. So that, that team is super, super set up to, to play well. If they're healthy, if they can go into, if they go in healthy, I think on paper, you can say they're better than the Bills or better than the Bucks or better. And we got to see what the Bucks are, are made of right now because they have a very depleted, you know, roster. We don't really know the condition of Godwin, Fournette, or Mike Evans. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is yep. super scary. If their offensive and defensive lines stay healthy, like that's a super scary team. Uh, side note, Trayvon Diggs. He commits pass interference almost on every single pass play. It's just he's so good at it. It's kind of like Jalen Ramsey. He'll just do like a, a quick tug and then his hand's off. So you kind of like don't really see what actually happened. But I mean, against that, against McLaurin, he committed pass. Inter- I mean, it didn't matter. They would have won by 100. But I mean, come on, man. Like we got to start. I, mean, I know he's a superstar and all. We got to start. We got to start making that call. See, I got um, one more stuff. bet for you. One more bet, man. I'm scrolling through the Sharp app right now. I don't look. The Seahawks. They're donezo, man. Like, they're just – it's it's bad to watch. And I think Campbell and the Lions, man, like, mm-hmm. they're playing inspired. You know, they're, they've been in almost every single game. I'm not saying they could be a 500 team, but they could have been – they almost beat the Ravens. They've almost beat a couple of good teams. Do you think seven is too much on the road in Seattle? It's so funny um, because that was going to be the game I was going to say before instead of the Houston game. Yeah. I thought seven was too much, and then I just backed off because of my my Lions bias, apparently. I think seven's way too much. I totally agree. And it looks like some money's coming in on the Lions because I noticed the juice is up to minus 115. So I think that's a pretty smart play, especially the total's only 42 and a half. They expect it to be a low-scoring game. Both of these teams play at a low pace. DeAndre Swift might play, but even if he doesn't, I think seven's too much. I, I think this is maybe a four-point game. Yeah, the only worry is I'm looking – I don't know if you looked at the app you know, recently, but we, we added these betting handles in. So 70% of the tickets, which is the bet percentage, is on the Lions. So that that quantifies Mm. as the public money. And 86% of the actual money is coming in on the Seahawks. So it says the Sharps are on the Seahawks. I guess I'm a square in this spot. But I don't know. Lions plus seven looks interesting to me. I, I think something's wrong with either Russ's hands, his relationship with DK, or just he wants out and something's really wrong in Seattle. 
You know what's really funny? And, and Jason and, and Rocker, unless there's something else to talk about, maybe we close the show like kind of right after this. But what's so funny about the NFL season in 2021 is that we have come to a place where we can actually legitimately say, oh, uh, I guess betting on the Detroit Lions is the square play. Like in what <laughs> fantasy world is that actually a possibility? It Amazing. makes no sense. Here we are. Here we are. It's crazy. I think Jason, does that do it? I mean, I we we I think we touched on all all, all the positions. We touched on all the stacks. We we touched on all the value plays. Um, I think that's it. I would just say that make sure you are in Win Daily's Discord as this weekend unfolds. Rocker, Jason, myself, Sticks, DFS Ghost, Stoby, uh, Jared, everybody's going to be there. Everybody. Adam, yep. Thank you. Um, so yeah, get in our discord, obviously sign up for windailysports.com. We definitely have a lot of free stuff. We have our golf season starts next week and I'm oh, the yeah. director of golf at Windaily sports. So me and Spencer and Joel and sticks and, uh, oh, I'm forgetting Steven, of course, and Isaiah and Patrick, it's a big golf team. We got some new people coming in to produce some stuff too. So we're going to have a lot going on all the sports, obviously NHL, NBA, MLB, um, all of those will be rolling after football season ends. So if you're not already with windailysports.com, uh, you might want to get there pretty quick. Uh, Jason, any any parting words here? Just everybody have a happy, healthy, and, and fresh start to the new year. Hopefully, you know, 2022, uh, we're, we're past some of the, the pandemic, hopefully. And everybody just hope you have a happy and healthy new year. Start fresh, set some goals, set some plans. Have a great year. And like Sia said, golf's around the corner. MLB's around the corner. The Mets are going to be better than the Yankees this year, Rocker. So we got some positive things coming up in, in 2022. So, you know, let's see what happens. Um, let's have a good finish to the NFL season. Got some big tournaments coming up. NBA had a disappointing night last night, but we've had a lot of winners in NBA too. NASCAR's coming back around. NHL might play a game soon. I don't know if they're playing today or not, but – NHL is back. So, so many fun sports and definitely download the Sharp app, man. Like these betting tools and the betting handles and all the shows we do for the Sharp app. You know, I love the, we're going to actually, you know, try our best to get, see a show, you know, that your golf podcast on there. Cause you guys do a lot of great betting content as well. And I don't know if, you know, all of the new users on the Sharp app have seen that show, but you guys call outrights 40 to one, 35 to one. So, I want to get involved in that. And this year I actually can see it because sports betting will be live for me and Rocker in New York. We don't have to drive to Jersey or meet somebody on the corner. We can actually just <laughs> make a bet on drafting. So I'm excited about 2022. A lot to look forward to. So I just hope everybody has a happy and healthy new year. Enjoy some time with the fam. Rocker, don't hurt yourself at Jiminy Peak. If anybody wants to meet Rocker, he will be skiing down the mountain <laughs> with his family this weekend. So you can uh, check out for the guy in the wind daily hoodie uh skiing down jiminy peak so enjoy your vacation rock everybody see you have a happy new year i guess the next time i'm talking to both of you guys will be um in 2022 man so appreciate you both man happy new year's guys all right guys and don't forget sports <laughs>